Sad man. <laughs> I know. I, to a certain extent, like I, I loved doing the the morbid things. I know both of us have a morbid curiosity, but right. I'm I'm so excited also to just move on to a more quirky, fun loving material. You know Me what too. I mean? Me like, too. I, I just like it, Halloween's my favorite. You know, holiday of all time. I just Me love too. it so much. Uh, and. It's not like I get sad with like November rolling around and getting Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's great. Uh, you know, Christmas Thanksgiving is great. Thanksgiving is but... great because you see your family. Christmas yeah. is great because you get free shit. But Halloween, <laughs> Halloween is just like this time where you can ex- like us morbid people are able to express and embrace that part of our personality without yeah. persecution by anyone else. So, you right. know, super <laughs> awesome. Super That's fucking awesome. But before oh, yeah. we really get into it, I do want to say this real quick. We didn't talk okay. about this beforehand, but I just want to I just want to mention it's November 6th. It yes. is voting day. Um, mm-hmm. If you are of age to vote and you are passionate about voting. Go uh, vote. Go vote. This podcast is going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be here forever. Your opportunity to vote will not be. And I, the reason that I yes. especially wanted to mention it, um, and I'd love for, for you to chime in if you have passions of your own on the subject, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're in a time period where, I mean, it's, it's always been this way, but especially now, there mm-hmm. is this separation between um, what the government... Uh, in America is focused on and what the people care about. And so this is your opportunity to get out there and have your voice heard. And you have Um, time too. You have all day. I'm going out after this podcast and getting it done. Absolutely. Um, All day. Absolutely. We're going to post this on the East Coast. It's probably going to be a little bit later in the day. On the West Coast, it's going to be a bit earlier in the day. Just look up when voting times end and just make sure that you get out there and, and you know, you, you, you support your local representatives and the people mm-hmm. that you care about. So, yeah, you know, speak um, up, get your voice out there, speak up and get your voice out there. And uh, I don't want to get too much into politics. Like, I obviously don't want to tell you who to vote for, because right. I think part of the beauty of America is that we do have. Um, ways for no matter what your opinion is, your voice can be heard. Whether mm-hmm. you're Democratic, Republican, Independent, I support you. We can have an adult conversation about your beliefs. Um, but I, I just want to make sure that that is a priority right now. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, especially with the, you know, we we're all watching the news. We all watch what's you know what's going on in the world today, and we, you know, things are a little crazy right now. And you know, this is the best time to, you know. Uh, it's the best time to make things a little bit better. Like you just just mm-hmm. go out and make it happen. Dude. Just, just just take what your what is important to you. Take that into consideration when you're voting, and let's cross our fingers that in the next you know two to four years, um, those subjects are on the fucking table. Yeah. You know because there have been, and I can't speak for everyone, but there have definitely been events um, in the past two years since the primary elections that have really gotten me worried Mm -hmm. um, about the direction our country is taking. Um, Specifically, um, you know, and I don't want to get too far into it. And like I said, no matter what your opinion is, I I support that we can have an adult conversation about it. Mm -hmm. But um, there's this really weird thing happening right now where a lot of misogyny and um, 
sexual harassment is on the table, mm-hmm. which is yeah. the whole you know, Me Too movement, like the movement itself. Is, is yeah, I, if there's anything, in my opinion, that Trump has done well, and he does not, he has not done this on purpose, but he has brought these larger <laughs> yeah. topics to the table, and we're all talking about it. Yeah, now. very true, very true. You, you know, know, so he, I mean, that that's not as much on him. He didn't do that on purpose, but. Um, I through, think through his uh, through his uh, you know time as the president. Yeah, I, I think you know, it's things, really these things great have come to light that things like you know um, uh, uh, you know gay culture and transvestites and and um, you know uh, people of different races they're all speaking up now transgender and I, yeah and that is the first way that you start to make progress. It's when people right. are no longer staying quiet and they're making their voices heard. Um, you know, so it, there was this interesting thing, uh, you know, where there's been multiple Republican candidates or people that have been in office who have had these histories that have been coming out about, you know, um, sexual abuse. And uh, the main defense by a lot of the people in office have been things like, well, you know, if if we started holding your candidates to the accountability that you're holding our candidates to, we're going to have a fucking problem. And mm-hmm. what is your defense that we're going to get all of the people with a sexually violent history out of office like that? That would be fucking great. I don't give a shit if you're a Republican, a Democrat or an independent. If you have a history of sexual violence, I don't want you representing me. Amen. Dude. God but the damn. thing is. I think I mean I I I don't like to get into this shit, but it's you know we you never know like you really don't know. Think there's so many things are hidden. Yeah, you know yeah. you can't really like do your research. And be like oh this person did this because like shit is like hidden behind like closed doors. Like right, you don't you don't well, know. There's also been this larger argument of people you know um, saying if we were to hold all men in in accountability of what they did in high school, then we're yeah. in trouble. I don't know about you, Drew. I never sexually assaulted anyone in high school. Me neither, <laughs> Like, <laughs> It's me and you. Like, <laughs> Maybe if that's your outlook on men, maybe you should elect different fucking men. And, um, like, <laughs> I, I think, I think, um, the thing I'm about to say, and I think this is very true, and I think uh-huh. you, you'll, I think you'll agree with this. I mean, you, you, you grew up with a sister, you know? I yeah. grew up with, with two younger sisters, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm not saying anything about people that, you know, uh, men that are grow up with, like, just brothers or, like, no siblings at all. But, like, when you when you grow up with, like, uh, you know, sisters, there's this, uh, I don't know, there, there's this um, want to protect women in general. Yeah, uh, well, whether you have a sister, you have a mom, if you yeah. have a wife or a girlfriend, like, if this is something that you're passionate about and making sure that they feel comfortable in the society that we're living in, right? F- go vote. Go vote. Stop mm-hmm. this podcast Please. right now. Go vote. You see know? you guys. <laughs> All right. See you guys. We'll, we'll hear see you guys later. later. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do like a long pause. We'll just wait here for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold be on. On. Let's go. An extremely long podcast. All okay. right. Let's do it. Maybe, <coughs> oh my God. maybe, maybe. S- sorry, I just took, took a hit of my vape. Maybe while we're waiting, we could um, mention that we were considering doing a World of Warcraft series that's a, on YouTube. That's a good idea. No, that's definitely um, a good idea. Um, so yeah, we are, we are, guys. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, um, so we we we've Drew specifically has been wanting you know the two of us to get together and do yeah. a like a, a gaming thing. Right. Um, and I thought it would be a lot of fun, like, if not only did we do a gaming thing, but we did an MMORPG, and specifically, like, 
played it in a way that you could fucking be involved too because that's a yeah. community of people who can hop online and all play together like what yeah. how cool would that be that would be it's so an, much it's fun. an online world it's a, it's a bunch of people playing in a fantasy world and uh you know it'll be it'd be good to include a bunch of different people in in that uh in that project and, yeah uh, do and you, there's do you want to do you want to talk about the? We already did. We already talk about the game. Uh, what we're gonna be, you know. Well, the game we want to do World of Warcraft. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of MMORPGs out there. Drew, in particular, is passionate about RuneScape. Love RuneScape. Um, I'm very, very passionate about Elder Scrolls Online because which I'm, I still need to play. I I've really want to play. Yeah, I've been playing Morrowind since I was like 11, and then mm-hmm. Oblivion came out, and then Skyrim came out, and blew the fuck off the top of the gaming world. Huge, and, dude. You know, and, and so. Elder Scrolls Online, even though it it doesn't quite run the same way that these Western role playing games play, because mm-hmm. you have to play it in a in a um, uh, uh, MMORPG format. Yeah. Um, I I really love just the culture and the world that Elder Scrolls Online takes place in, but as kind of like a common ground of something that we've played in the past to not a huge mm-hmm. extent. Um, and the fact that it is the biggest MMORPG uh, out there, World of Warcraft. It's huge, yeah. Um, they made a fucking movie about it. It's not exactly like the game itself, but, you know, it's... I uh, loved the movie. Yeah, you, you did? I never saw it. Was it really it, good? It, it, no. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Um, so it, it, didn't, it didn't do great here in America, um, right. but it was huge in Japan. Uh, okay. Like, I, I, I really am crossing my fingers for a sequel, um, but I'm also a bit, like, like I, no matter what the content is, I'm such a big fan of fantasy worlds that if Same. someone takes, like, you know... $200 million and they pour that money into a budget for a fantasy movie and they make all these special effects, I'm fucking in. I want to watch yeah. it. Hell yeah. Even that Arthur movie that came out that no one really liked, the first tw- 10 seconds had a giant fire-breathing elephant in it. I was like, done! <laughs> Fuck <God> yeah! <laughs> I'm in! This is so cool! <laughs> so... I think it will be a lot of fun because neither of us really know much about World of Warcraft. The first... Yeah. Quite a few episodes are going to be just us stumbling about trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Which is going to be hilarious because, yeah. you know, we all, we all laugh at, you know, the noobs that played games. They don't really know what they're, you know, doing. And, and here we it's are. Like, let's let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I know for yeah, a fact. It's one of those things with I, uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. I was like, I, I want to play it. But there was also this, like, because being a YouTuber and a content creator, like, you have to be on your shit just, like, fucking putting up content all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. And there's always this, like, thing. is like, oh, if I, I know myself, like, if I start playing World of Warcraft, I'm going to get addicted. Like, yeah, I already yeah, know yeah. that. And I think we should... Um, uh, j- this is something that I probably wanted to talk about off air, but just as long as I'm thinking about it, I don't want to forget about it. Right. I think it would make a lot of sense if... Um, when we are playing together, that's when we can do quests and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, because then we always have, you know, the multitude of whatever quests we want to do, we can do on air. But if mm-hmm. we feel the need or desire to level up our character off air, we can just grind, you know? Yeah, that's um, a good idea. That's a good idea. You know, kill people, pick flowers, but don't do... <laughs> those, two th- yeah. those two things. Those two things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go kill some people and then I'll pick some yeah. fucking flowers. If, if we want to, like, power up our characters <laughs> stuff like that that's fine but we should definitely save quests and stuff like that for on air when other people can you know watch 
it or yeah. be involved. Like it would be so cool to have a community of people who can jump on and play with us. And we wouldn't mm-hmm. include them in like the Discord of our audio, but right, you could it would just be, be me and Paul. But there, yeah, you could you could you know text response shit like that. You could send us messages in game. We'll read it too. Yeah, we'll read it. We'll we'll keep you involved. And I just think that would be so much fun because it would be a great way to. Um, you know, combine this idea of making content while also being involved in the community you're making, which is beautiful. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm, I'm excited. I know. I I think. Uh, I think we're gonna start it as soon as possible. I'm. I'm down to go whenever. Yeah, man. Um, we we have more details to talk about and stuff like that yeah. regarding the idea. Um, but I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, let us. Know. Uh, you can always send us voice messages uh, here on Anchor. If you're listening on Anchor, you can send us uh, uh, those here, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we will uh, hopefully play them during a podcast. Yeah, you could let us know on social media too. Um, mm-hmm. Drew's involved fucking everywhere. I'm really yeah. only involved at this point on YouTube and Instagram. Instagram's kind of my passion. So Instagram's great. It's uh, I would say it's the top sole piece of social media right now. It's where everybody is like, that's where everybody is. It's it's the hub right well, now. Well, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but yeah. um, as far as like Twitter goes, I'm not interested in your 140 character thoughts. I as far as <laughs> Facebook goes, I don't care about like what you're having for lunch. Instagram is a place where I can just like subscribe to artists and special effects creators and movie producers and just know what's going on and you can just kind of like um you know create a little picture gallery of things that you're interested in god damn we're not even sponsored by instagram and here we are no we're fucking like (laughs) talking (laughs) we're praising the shit out of it it is amazing please give us money we (laughs) yeah please come on insta come on dude we we love you come on um wait who a facebook owns instagram correct I have no idea. I don't care. I think about they it. do. I don't care uh, about Facebook. I don't care about Google. You know, um, to yeah. the extent that like I even have trouble sometimes accessing Google things because I hate Google. I and, hate Google too, dude. Well, it's just like they. If you want to make a Google profile or use them as your, in, you know, email source or stuff like that, right? You also have to conform to them being involved in everything you do online, which mm, I hate. Yeah. I don't want to do yeah. that. Do you Do you remember Google Plus? I do. They just got rid of it. Uh, yeah, and we, how we were, like, all forced to use it in a way. Especially when Google bought YouTube. Um, yeah, dude. Um, that actually, no, the Google Plus thing, like, them taking that away, and I, I know they, like, kind of forced all these people that were on YouTube to use it, but, like, that's the biggest reason why YouTube's so fucked up right now yeah. is because they, they took away such a big part of what YouTube was, and now, like, everything's going crazy, glitchy. Did, did you watch... Um, Markiplier's yeah, video. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Markiplier, who's a great video game content Love creator him. on YouTube, um, he's very funny. He's got a lot of energy, and you can tell he really cares about what he does. Oh, yeah. Um, but he posted this video about that. that's called something like What's Wrong with YouTube uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he hypothesizes that the fact that they – you know, forced everyone on YouTube to conform to using Google, and then they dropped Google Plus. They hypothesized that that's what made YouTube go down for a couple yeah. days. Um, I, 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 it makes sense. Like it a makes lot a lot of sense. Of, it makes a lot of sense. He's a smart dude. Like, and YouTube <laughs> that is, out. you know, as 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 much as I'm passionate about 
the platform. The people who run YouTube are notorious for not communicating what's going on. Right, and also they're not video creators, like, at all. No, no, they're they're just like corporate peeps, and, you know, like, that's it. They don't really understand what it is to have your own video-making business. and Right, we, we, the creators themselves, the people on YouTube, they're the backbone of YouTube. Right, so, so, like, when YouTube went down for a long time, and there's also this thing going on where, like, pretty much everyone is getting significantly less views than they used to Mm -hmm. and subscribers are dropping off and even though they haven't said this explicitly, the timeline of when they got rid of Google Plus just fucking links up directly with all of those issues. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. And and again, I support you, YouTube. I hope that you do good jobs in in the future, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, maybe let us know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, like, talk to us, please. Let us know what the goddamn rules are. Thank you for the platform, but yeah, please. Because it's not fucking fair when people who are small creators are, you know, getting hit and having their money taken away while fucking Logan Paul can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, And and he can make a video, like, like, a good one is, and I don't want to get too far into this, but right. um, PewDiePie made a video a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking you about. Know, he, he has this great series on YouTube Red, which is like... Scare PewDiePie. Yeah, Scare PewDiePie, which, um, you know, he's kind of famous for doing horror games, and the contents of this show were kind of like, we want to scare PewDiePie as a gamer, but in reality, we want to make him yeah. like play games in real life and kind of set up these horror games that he literally has to walk through like a haunted house. And it was amazing. And then he made this video where he made a joke about um, uh, Nazi Germany. And if you look (laughs) at the video that he, that everyone flagged um, the outfit that he's wearing, that everyone says that he's in a Nazi uniform he's not you can literally find that fucking costume under um englishman world war ii officer he was yeah wearing he's, a- he's not that insensitive <laughs> no but but point being they can't like they filmed the entire fucking series of scare pewdiepie season two and then they flagged him for it and they didn't release it because of this basically misunderstanding yeah. and then logan paul filmed a dead body in a in 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 another country and just completely disrespected the suicide the forest. Yeah, dude, ridiculous. They they canceled his upcoming project, but then gave him permission to release it at the same time that he was planning on releasing it in the fucking first right. place. And I think I even think that YouTube replied to some people because people were pissed on Twitter saying, "Yo, where's PewDiePie's show?" And I think YouTube was like, "Uh, well, a lot of people were uh, you know a part of this project, and we didn't want them to." You know, get upset that their all, all their hard but work wasn't being. But yeah, PewDiePie had Same a bunch shit. of people working on that goddamn project yeah, too. Exactly, it's absolutely ridiculous, and yeah. it's it's just a clear sign of favoritism. Oh, and every definitely. time they come out and they say something like, "Oh, you know, we're not supporting these creators because they are our backbone and money supply," you right. absolutely are. You're picking and choosing favorites, and you're bending oh, the rules to them while simultaneously all of the younger smaller creators who have to work twice as hard to get there you're making it difficult for them to do that dude i'm just uh, <laughs> i'm just imagining like uh susan i think her name's susan wajiki or something the uh-huh. person that owns youtube right now i'm just imagining her in like this really dark room like tied up in a chair with logan paul like with a gun to her head <laughs> just saying like you can God. put my shit up all right okay 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 <laughs> so here's here's another thing that i fucking hate and, and it, right. it's spread off of youtube 
So if I try to tag myself in a photo on Instagram, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes up when I type in Paul isn't me, no, who I God, fucking yeah. tagged a hundred <laughs> times. It's Logan fucking Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm so sorry, dude. I, I don't really think about that because your name is Paul. I've literally never <laughs> mentioned him or tagged him. And they're like, oh, you mean Logan Paul? No, I'm talking oh about me. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh my God, God, I'm so, so sorry. Obnoxious. Oh, man. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should put the bitterness behind us. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's do it. All right. God behind damn. me. All right. Um, That's uh, hilarious, though. <laughs> shit. Um, so, yeah, uh, real bit quick before we get started. Um, it's just funny, and I think you'll think this is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend, Angela, who's, who's wonderful, she has this... Um, she she works a couple different jobs, but she owns a business where she goes to festivals and carnivals and she does body art. Um, so yeah. she'll do face painting and she does like henna art and hagua art. And you know when you go to a festival and you get like a little thing on your cheek and it costs two bucks? That yeah. doesn't really give it justice. She does these amazing works that you, she, she can charge up to like $15, $20 for right. that takes a while to do. And, and um, she does great work. Um, but what's funny is because I spend so much time with her, um, I'm always finding glitter on myself. <laughs> like always, I, I'm always, I look down and I'm like, I'm fucking covered in glitter. And the other night, um, we were getting ready to like go to bed or something. And she found a little tiny gem, like in the center of my back, just <laughs> like one of those ones that you like glue to things or like, yeah. uh, and, um, I, so she pulls it off of me, and I forgot completely about it. And then yesterday, I'm getting ready, like, getting my things together to record the podcast today, and she put the fucking gem on my microphone. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, like, came and I sat down, and I was like, what the fuck are you fucking doing to shit. me? How can I retain my masculinity when I'm constantly covered in jewels and glitter? Yeah, no, dude, if um if Alyssa were to find my girlfriend, if she were to find any gems or glitter on me, she'd be like, What the fuck have you been doing in Hollywood, Drew? Yeah, she she also <laughs> has a little three year old boy who also has the same problem. You you can always find glitter on him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. So I, I just thought that was funny. I'm just like as yeah. I'm recording this podcast, I'm staring at a little gem that was found on my fucking body. <laughs> like But I, I bet I bet like since she's your girlfriend, you're probably gonna end up keeping it there, right? You know? Yeah, I, I plan yeah. on gluing it there. <laughs> yeah, just like having it there at all times. Yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be, a, be part a memory of my microphone now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just Hi, to dazzle Angela. the entire thing. Hi Angela, I, how are you? I know you're listening <laughs> to this. Um I love you and I support your glitter and gems. Hell yeah, keep going. Keep doing Keep keep doing your thing, girl. <laughs> okay, okay. So all right. I it's my turn to go first this time. Yes. Um I wait. Welcome to the most spectacular podcast. Yeah, welcome. Did we say that? Yeah, welcome no, to the we... most spectacular podcast. I'm Drew Molino. My name is Paul Davis Griffin. <laughs> and let's get right, right into news. it. The show. It's happening now. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to make it a point because we've been doing these morbid dark topics for sake of yeah. Halloween for a long time. Mm-hmm. I specifically chose something that was just had nothing to do with that and was just silly and kind of felt the same as like the things we were doing early in the podcast before October hit. Um, So I want to talk about in specific 
this um, Major League Baseball game, like American Major League Baseball game that happened in 1974. Okay. Um, it was between the Cleveland Indians and the uh, Texas Rangers. D- does this ring a bell at all? No, not at all. I'm not into sports at all whatsoever. Neither am I, but when I read this story, I was just so surprised that I had never heard of it before. It's so okay. outlandish and weird and ridiculous. When did this happen again? 1974. The... 74, okay. So it was a long time ago, but not that long ago. You know like, what's really weird? I'm not huh. gonna tell about I'm not gonna talk about the story yet, but one of the first part of my story takes place in nineteen seventy four. Oh really? A little weird, yeah. All right, continue. So we got we got a little theme going on. <laughs> yeah, the there we go. Nineteen seventy four. We got some flower power going on, you know. <laughs> You know, Beatles mania is over, over, but everyone still wants to listen to the Beatles. And, you know, it's good times. It's good times. <laughs> At this point, Yoko Ono has stolen, has stolen oh, a God. member of the Beatles. And, oh, yeah, God. It's, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So th- this this game in particular that I'm talking about, it was host, hosted in Cleveland. Um, so the, the Texas Rangers had to travel to Cleveland to play this game. And okay. I, they had this kind of rivalry growing on at this time. And I, I don't know about, much about sports, but I, I would compare it to, like, you're, you're from Maryland originally. Um, yeah. I live in Maryland. I would kind of compare it to the attitude that the Baltimore Ravens have against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, yeah, dude. <laughs> which I realize also isn't a great comparison because I, I find that everyone kind of hates the Steelers. They're, they're too yeah, fucking definitely. good. They beat everyone's teams too many times. I did. Um, I think their title got taken recently too by maybe the Patriots, like with the most uh, uh, Super Bowl wins. I'm not sure, but I don't know. They had, <laughs> they had it before. Yeah, they had like six Super Bowl wins. Yeah, they they're they're um just notorious for being very very good. Very and good. Yeah. For that reason, everyone hates them. It's like not yeah. this thing where you can earn like you know we're good, so everyone likes us. It's like no, we're no. good, so we beat your fucking team all the time. Yeah. Um. So anyway, th- this is kind of the attitude that these two teams have against each other. The the Cleveland um, Indians and the Texas Rangers. Okay. Um, and earlier in the season, before this game that I'm going to be talking about takes place, um, they had this like incident where there was a straight up fist fight during one of the games between their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like they already had negative feelings toward each other, and these emotions kind of exploded after one of the Cleveland Indians. Um, uh, he slid into second base like too aggressively and um, hypothetically put one of the Rangers in danger, you know. And mm-hmm. so throughout the rest of the game, you know, pitchers start throwing fastballs at the hitters' heads. Oh, and, fuck. Yeah, the, like the Rangers fans, they start throwing garbage at the Indians from their seats in the stands. And um, a- after this, like... This was quite an event. It got broadcast on the radio. And um, after the event in Texas, the people who live in Cleveland are, like, fucking ready for these people to play in their hometown. They want to show up. They want to fucking, you know, scream at them. They want to be rude and and make a a whole event out of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, like, for for a little bit of clarity and a little bit of backstory, I do want to mention that at this time in American history, um, Cleveland is really in in a tough and troubled spot. Um, around the same time, like in, in maybe two, three years before this, Cleveland saw almost 600 factories shut down. So mm. there's this like massive population of unemployed men um, who don't have jobs. They're not making an income. Uh, they're getting into drugs. They're getting into crime. And so there's just like this tension in the city. Um, 
So and, and you know, whenever there's tension or whenever people are kind of feeling that way, it's really easy for people to get passionate about sports because it, oh, of course it's a side know, thing. You know, it's yeah, something they can focus on. They don't have to focus on all the shit. Exactly, and it's also this sense of like home pride like this is my fucking Mm -hmm. city i love it you know there we have our troubles but we can all unite and we can have this sense of community and Mm -hmm. even though i'm not a sports person i can understand like that's awesome that's really cool definitely yeah um now because these factories had shut down um there was like a lot of pollution that was usually cleaned up from these locations but no one was employed by them so it's all drifting into the river Mm. and um literally there are fires that have been igniting on the river because there's so much pollution oh my god like imagine in a highly populated city like new york or or baltimore here in maryland (laughs) and, and you look out at like the harbor and it's just on fucking fire I like, could totally see the Baltimore har- harbor on fire. Yeah, most just, definitely. But there were just these walls of fire and smoke, like up to yeah. five stories high, like huge fires, it, it, and it, it's just weird and kind of psychedelic. And so, not only were all of these people unemployed, but there were these weird things happening. There was just this tension, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 the reality that these people were living in, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, Cleveland knows that, uh, you know, people are, are, are struggling, like the city officials, they they understand and they want to support their locals and they want to be able to show them a good time. Um, they know that there's a huge population of locals who want to see the Indians kick some fucking ranger ass. And <laughs> in an attempt to spread some goodwill and kind of lighten the mood a bit um, and to sell as many tickets to the game as possible while people don't have the money really to afford these kind of events. Uh, The city announces that they are going to host an upcoming Cleveland versus Texas Rangers game, and they're going to sell beer for 10 cents a pop. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah. So (laughs) that, like, now this... Like, this this is a while ago, and there's been some inflation into... um, the economy since then, but this isn't like the 1930s. This is the 1970s. Like ten cents, ten cents for a beer—that's fucking nothing. A one dollar, ten beers, like holy fucking that's shit. That's a fucking. That's a wow. You're gonna get like, fucking drunk as shit. There's gonna be so many fights. Even with the inflation of today, that that is still fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And this ad campaign works, and a lot of people in the city are like, fuck yeah, we're going to go out, we're going to drink, we're going to watch a baseball game. Like, this is before the internet, so people need to find ways to go out and have a good time. Oh, yeah. And 25,000 fans show up to the event. Wow. Yeah, 25,000 wow. people. That's a lot of fucking people. And they're all locals. They all want to see the Indians just, like, destroy the Rangers <laughs> and, you know, reclaim their name. And it's maybe important to note that the Cleveland Indians are not doing so well this season. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're losing a lot. Okay. Um, so everyone's psyched. Uh, they bring, you know, costumes like you do at sports events. Um, they bring, like, fireworks and firecrackers and all this positive energy. And, and you know, they're ready to party. They're ready for a freaking game. And while everyone is getting drunk... Um, they get so drunk that by the second inning, like this wildly intoxicated middle-aged woman hops over the walls, 
runs onto the baseball field and she f- flashes her tits to the crowd oh, <laughs> and she she starts trying to kiss the umpire and they're like oh, oh shit no. and you know they, they have to stop the game and officials come on they escort her away and she's like <laughs> and uh yeah like cla- classic game antics this happens yeah. Yeah. Streakers, you know, all sorts of, like, th- uh-huh. this happens. Especially with that house. amount of beer. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, pe- people are drunk. Like, yeah. um, by the fourth inning, the Rangers are pulling into the lead, and um, this plastered Indians fan jumps the wall totally naked and slides into <laughs> second base. Um, oh they have to stop the game again, but no one catches him. From what I was reading, it seems like no one really wanted to catch him. They were like, "Ew, <laughs> this is." Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to touch I this guy. That. This is this is ridiculous. And <laughs> um, at this point in the night, fans are trying to buy so many drinks that the employees working at the stadium literally can't pour beers fast enough. Oh wow! One dollar gets you ten fucking beers. That's insane. They had this rule that people were only allowed to buy six beers. And to clarify, that's not six beers over the course of the night. That's you're only allowed to buy six beers at a time. Oh, okay. I think the intent of this is, like, you can buy six beers, you can bring them back to your friends and your family, but considering how drunk people were and the atmosphere and how ready people were to, like, party... Um, people were literally buying beer, drinking all six of them, and then going back in line to buy six more beers. Yeah, 60 cents, 60 cents, 60 cents, over and like, over and over again. fucking hell, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah, oh my god. I started doing research into, like, what beer company was hosting this, but I realized, like, I couldn't find anything, and I realized mm-hmm. that... It, like, the beer companies were not involved in this. This is the stadium who, like, bought all of this beer, and they made the decision to buy it, like, to sell it for so cheap. So this, wow, this has okay. nothing to do with the beer companies. So this they is... probably looked at the amount they had. They're like, wow, we have a lot. We could probably sell to... Yeah, and I yeah, don't think anyone really expected it to be as successful as it was, which mm-hmm. is kind of dumb. And it's also important to note that, like, they're... Their forethought into this event was so minuscule that they didn't even bring in extra security guards. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't hire police to come in. They didn't even really, like, I think everyone knew that it was happening, but, like, you know, how can yeah. you expect for this to be... Uh, well, you could you could expect for this to blow the fuck up, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, you're giving out cheap ass alcohol. Like people are gonna yeah. show up. <laughs> and these these are sports fans. Like these are yeah, fans. Yeah. You know, like so, the stadium straight up runs out of beer. Oh um, my god. And, and they're so busy at the amount of people standing in line that they can't import it fast enough. Like they, you know, in, in order to take it from the street into the stadium requires them to like transport this shit and it's already so like the lines are just so big and the amount of people is so ridiculous that it's just it doesn't make any sense. They can't do it. Right. Um and in in an attempt to compensate for their mistake and to compensate for all 25,000 drunk fans, the stadium just kind of like orders more beer. The beer trucks pull up and they park on the street and fans start um, like they instruct fans instead of going to like, you know, to, to buy, buying beer from people walking around or at like um, concession stands. They instruct them to like go outside, line up on the street, buy your beer Go back to your seat. 
So they're not even bringing the beer inside anymore. They're just oh, selling wow. it outside. Now, Jesus fuck. <laughs> Drew, I want you to guess who they hired to sell the beer outside. Who they hired? Okay, who, so who would you hire? What would you do in this circumstance? I mean, I would I would have one of the mascots like go outside and you know sell the beer. I think that'd be a really that's smart, a good idea, like idea. with a team of people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who who was it? Uh, they hired two, count them two, young teenage girls in tight, <laughs> scantily clad shirts <laughs> to stand by the beer trucks. Twenty five thousand fans. Two fucking teenage girls. Jesus Christ. I realized no. <laughs> that this was probably like a last minute, like, how do we do this? How do we do this? You and yeah. you. You and you. Go sell Get the beer. fuck out there. Sell the beer. But, like, <laughs> this couldn't possibly end well. And they, no. obviously, they the two girls couldn't possibly keep up with these lines. Um, and so at some point, they're just like, fuck this shit, and they leave. <laughs> they oh my, just leave. Yeah, those leave. poor fucking girls. Jesus Christ. I, I honestly can't blame them. Like, Yeah, no, I don't blame them at all. <laughs> I, I, I would have left too, shit. <laughs> right. I, I can't imagine how much shit these, like, two girls were dealing with. They're, they're teenagers. Dude, in this, time, in this time period, too, they probably weren't getting paid shit either. Well, so, like... and they're dressed all sexy. They're selling beer to drunk frat boys. Yeah, um, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's the 70s. Like, sexual harassment yeah. is everywhere, you know? It's like its peak. Yeah. So, of course, at some point, they're like, this, this is not worth it. You know, right. we're not getting paid a lot. This is ridiculous. I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck it. And they just went home. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> so the fans who are lining up, they, like, it's not tended anymore. They just steal the money that they've been, um, collecting, <laughs> which is probably a lot, but not a whole lot, considering how they were selling it for 10 cents a pop. Right. Um, and they start raiding the trucks and drinking beer for free. Uh, so it's no longer 10 cent beer night. It's free beer night. It's just fucking free fucking alcohol. Yeah. And, and like to the extent that people aren't even filling cups anymore, they're just like grabbing kegs and dragging them into the stadium. Wow. Um, by the fifth inning, uh, Everyone is plastered, and two guys jump the walls, and they start mooning the Texas Ranger outfielders. Oh, Jesus. They just, like, I, whenever I read this detail in different articles, it, was, it wasn't that they, like, ran on and dropped their pants and mooned. It was that they were mooning multiple people, which I imagine they're, like, running, taking their pants down, <laughs> pulling it up, running to another place, and taking their pants I down. Them, I just see them, like, tripping all over the fucking place, and they're fucking oh assholes showing to everybody. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. It's so good. Um, and, and it's, like, also important to note that every single time someone jumps on the field, the officials have to stop the game. Like, that's procedure. Yeah. If there's a streaker, you stop the game, you escort the the streaker, you know, away, mm-hmm. maybe you arrest them, you know. Um, right. So these innings are, like, continuously, as more people start doing this, they're just lasting longer and longer. Dude. And these drunk I people bet, I bet are the getting players, more, more antsy. I bet the players fucking hated this. Yes, yes. that That is 100%. And, and you'll see this kind of cultivate towards the end of the story. Okay, all right. So, um... Shortly after this happened, like, the, the people started mooting and they stopped the game. Um, before they started the game again, the Rangers head coach, he goes onto the field and he starts talking to his pitcher. And 
And I couldn't find anything about what they said, but I can imagine it's just something along the lines of like, this is fucking insane. Yeah. The, what do we do? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, so fans ironically assume that he is the one delaying the game. Rather than thinking that it's them that is Jesus delaying the game Christ, by continuously jumping wasting. on, yeah, they they assume <laughs> that this guy, like the the coach, is like the rival coach, is the one that is keeping them from this game continuing. Oh, no. Poor guy. And they start throwing food and beer into the field, and oh, then they man. have to like stop the fucking game and clean the goddamn field, so it just takes even longer. Like, there's no forethought, and in an attempt to calm the crowd. Um, this guy named Billy Martin, who's uh, the rival team's player, like one of the um, one of the Texas Rangers, he mm. starts blowing kisses on the crowd and being like, "Peace, you know, like peace and love. Right. This is the hippie generation. I love you, oh, you yeah. know." Now th- this this doesn't go over well with the crowd. Uh, they start shooting fireworks into the opposing team's what? Dugout. Yeah, they they start launching fireworks. Into the dugout of the opposing team. I'm gonna kill some people. Jesus it, yeah, fucking shit. Like that. That's dangerous. Super yeah. dangerous. Like, have you hear stories about people like holding fireworks in their hand and then blowing their hands off? Like, right. this this is projectiles. This is explosive projectiles. That, like, this has gone into a new level. And these are some fucking '70s fireworks. So this shit's gonna be like yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, fucking like yeah. Who who knows where they got them? You know. Um. So this puts safety into question and it results in the umpires once again stopping the game and trying to evacuate the players from that specific area um and at this point the announcer for the stadium he announced over the intercom he's like everyone please don't (laughs) throw things onto the field Which prompts fans <laughs> to just grab everything in their immediate area, and they start raining trash onto oh, the field, no. which once again stops the game, and they have to clean the shit off of the goddamn field. This is just a bad idea. This is insane. <laughs> like this is just, go- oh man. So this is yeah, this is a dude. fucking dog running away from its goddamn objective. Like shit. Um, at this point, like after they made that announcement. The stadium just makes, like, the conscious decision, let's not make any more announcements. Let's mm-hmm. let let's just let the game fucking happen. <laughs> let's just let the game happen. Let them do what they do. Let's get this fucking over with. Let's end this. Um, and like I said, there's no extra police here. Everyone is absolutely plastered, and the event just slowly devolves into utter chaos. Now, yeah. there are only 50 security guards on duty. To put that in perspective... Wait, wait, wait. How many people... Do you know how many people were in this stadium? 25,000. Oh, my 50 fucking security guards. That is one security security officer for every 500 drunk fans. What the fuck? Some bad planning. Shit. Like, goddamn. Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) So, at this point in the night... There are so many streakers going onto the field, like <laughs> that security just stops trying to catch them. Uh, it's like it's like fucking hair the musical right now. Like yeah, all <laughs> happening. Fucking naked people all over the place. <laughs> and and the the players on both teams, not just the Rangers, the players on both teams want this to be over. So they're trying to finish their game and continue playing the game, all while like 
all of these streakers are just running the fuck around, like, through them while they're playing, on the outskirts, everywhere, everywhere. Um, People are jumping on the field and they're stealing bases, and workers are, like, continuously trying to replace the bases, and then another drunken guy (laughs) will run on and take bases again. (laughs) So, it's... (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. It's a a hilarious image. Like, (laughs) like, it's just this, like, we're not making any progress. We're trying to finish this. You guys are crazy. We're trying to give you what you want, but simultaneously you're making it impossible for us to do it. And I also... (laughs) continuously imagine while there's like drunk people running on the stage and making it impossible for them to move forward with the game there's probably just as many people in the goddamn bleachers like fucking stop (laughs) yeah dude it's like i'm trying to enjoy the game like god damn you guys are stealing the bases you dicks yeah it's probably like half and half (laughs) you know if you go to a game and there's one streaker it's like haha that was funny that was great by by like streaker 15 (laughs) you're like like, come on okay guys guys Please. I've God seen d- enough balls. Please. I'm done. Like, let's fucking... Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, streakers are running the bases. They're hur- hurling food at the players. They're literally tearing the padding off of the walls of the outfield. Oh, my God. So this is, like, devolving into, like, an angry mob. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but instead of being angry and rioting, they're, like, drunk and partying. Like, <laughs> um, In the eighth inning... Cherry bombs start raining down on oh. the Texas Rangers. Oh my god! Um, like cheap fireworks. Uh, yeah. In the ninth inning, the Indians make a surprising comeback and they tie the game uh, five points to five points, which I don't think is that impressive considering the ridiculous circumstance that they're playing in. Like the yeah. Texas Rangers are a long ass game. Fuck this! I'm not even gonna try anymore. You know. Right. So suddenly, yet another fan runs onto the field. And he tries to swipe one of the Texas Rangers outfielders' hats. Um, and, and, you know, this is like this playful action. He's not really doing any harm. He's just being annoying. But all the Texas Rangers see, like, on the sidelines, is someone runs up and starts assaulting one of their players. Like, that's oh, all no. they see. Oh, fuck. So they're, all these guys are going after him, aren't they? Literally, they straight up... Um, think someone's attacking their teammate. The oh, entire no. fucking team <laughs> grab baseball bats. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and they start storming the field in just this wave of baseball players, oh, like, ready no. to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and this action prompts hundreds of Cleveland fans from the stadium to start <gasps> jumping the fence and charging the Texas Rangers, also ready to fight. Yo, did anybody fucking die during this fucking event? Jesus. No, people okay. got like severely injured, but no one Holy died. Fuck. I, I I was concerned about that too because like baseball bats. Yeah, dude. That's if fucking... you're hitting someone with baseball bats, like in the goddamn, head. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Dude. So this is crazy, and this results in the Cleveland Indians, the like the home team. They grab their baseball bats and they start beating the shit out of their own fans. What? (laughs) So the Cleveland Indians and the Texas Rangers, all wielding wooden baseball bats, team up and start an all-out brawl against these drunken and out-of-control fans (laughs) who outnumber them maybe 100 to 1. I I 
doubt that the fans were armed in any way. They're just like drunkenly running on. But these guys got bats. You know, this, this is event, like this event needs to be turned into a video game. Oh. God damn! <laughs> I, need, or, I need to play or, through this. <laughs> or a fucking movie, like yeah, for real. They, now, now, now you understand. Like, I, I don't understand how I haven't heard of this. This yeah, I haven't heard of it either. This isn't some like weird recreational game. This isn't a college game. This is a major league baseball game. Um, wow. Like, holy Huge. shit. The, yeah. the, can can you imagine this happening in a football setting today in 2018? Oh, my God, dude. No, it just wouldn't happen. In MLB, too, it wouldn't happen. Like, yeah, this well, there's is just so many fucking, fucking laws, and, and maybe this was the event that people learn, like, don't give out free beer. No. Like, I, I know it was 10 cents, <laughs> but that's at that point, it's fucking free beer. Imagine know? the hangovers that were happening the next day. Holy God shit. God damn. Well, the only... Okay, okay. The, the, the only way I can personally... Um, sort out why I've never heard of this is because mm-hmm. everyone was so drunk that they don't remember it happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, can see that. <laughs> I, God damn. Um, so people are getting hit with bats. Uh, the chief umpire, he gets struck in the head with a chair that was ripped from the stadium seating. Um, okay. And injuries range from like relatively small to severe. People are bleeding. People are having, uh, you know, concussions. Like this, this fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It gets to this point, obviously, where a SWAT team comes in and oh they raid the stadium and they start filling the entire stadium with tear gas. What? Yeah, like this. This is completely off the walls. Um, Holy it, fuck. It's developed straight up from like an out of control party to just a riot. Yeah. And as this chaos ensues for what like must feel like hours, um, this this is my personal favorite detail of the whole story. <laughs> The stadium organist continuously plays on repeat. <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> so there's like this riot going on, and he's just on an organ, like, Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> oh no. Like, that's called. What, what a fucking rock star. I don't know. Yeah, like, I did. I couldn't find his name. I couldn't. I'm gonna give that guy a hug. Like, goddamn, you you are the true hero of this. Of this story. whole story, yeah. God, that that is that is, like, the definition of being committed to your job. Yeah, for real, man. So, <laughs> that's in, that's I incredible. love that. Um, so after the SWAT team gets control of the situation. Uh, they end up forfeiting the game to the Texas Rangers, which okay. I, I like. I, even though last I saw was that they were like kind of tied. I think considering all of the fans were like m- m- against them and throwing things at them and doing yeah. all these things to them, I think they, they, they were get like the fuck out of there. Yeah, they were like, "You, you guys got this one. We're you done. got, you yeah. can have this win. This is over." Yeah. Um, the equivalent of sixty thousand beers were consumed over the course. Oh of Oh my beer god. Night. And this event, like, has m- just been pushed out of Major League Baseball history. Um, this is the first I've ever heard of this story. Yeah, like, I've never heard of this. A either. month or two it's, ago. And it's just crazy to me. Um, it's mind-boggling, yeah. Yeah. There were 19 streakers over the course of the night. There were seven emergency room injuries, and there were nine people arrested. Wow. Um, I'm surprised there weren't more of everything, you know? More streakers, yeah, yeah, more well, fucking yeah. accidents. Whenever there's this big event like this, like, um, you know, th- there were hundreds of people storming the uh, 
the the stadium at, at a certain point. They're jumping onto the field. They're trying to attack the players. But I think once you see that the players are wielding bats, no. you just kind of back off. You're like, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> okay, he's holding a bat. I'm holding a beer. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, shit, man. That's wow. that's the last time anything like this has ever happened. It's just that's this. Insane. It's just this story of how when you give these already stressed people who already hate this team and an unlimited supply of alcohol, things are not going to go well. Yeah, no, it's um, it's going to be hell on earth, which it basically yeah. became. <laughs> yeah, I, and I get that. You know, they were trying to do good and they were trying to show people a good time. But there's a right way to do that. And this was not the right way. And even if even if it was something that happened, like maybe it's a cool idea. um, Bring in some extra fucking security. Yeah. You know, like bring in some security at all. Um, And this was such a such a citywide event that people were leading up to that, like the police officers had to know that what was going on, like. They were probably at the fucking game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm feeling like everyone in the city was there. Like this was like the like a yeah, huge, like, everyone was fucking there. Yeah, I mean this this is just fucking crazy. And I don't mean to be gender biased in any way because obviously in today's day and age it doesn't fucking matter. But you know, 1970s factories that was male employment. Um, like mm-hmm. women weren't working yeah, yeah. there. So Not when these all. when these six hundred factories closed, that was all this toxic male masculinity just yeah. pouring out in in you know, um, ridiculous ways. Uh, that droves, that's yeah. that's my fucking story. Um, oh, I, yeah, dude. I, I love this story, but it it's just so like, I want them to make a goddamn movie about this. I feel <laughs> I want it to be like a. It, it would have to be like a comedy. Like I would, I, I could see Seth Rogen and James Franco yeah, making yeah. this. You know, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. <man. laughs> That'd be so good too. Have yeah, Aziz and Zari in it at some point. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. Goddamn. Um, great story, man. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not really into MLB at all. Like uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, my uh, my sister's uh, soon to be husband. Um, and my, uh, I don't, I guess what's the, what's the word he, she's having a baby. So what, what is, what does this make him to me? Uh, is, is he her fiance? You're, I guess her fiance. I mean, he's technically in the family. It's like your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's really into, uh, baseball. He's like a baseball player. Yeah. And I guess I'm you gonna, could just, I'm definitely going to share this with him. I guess you could just say it from like a, you know, a, a loophole perspective. He is the father of my sister's son, but that's yeah, such a mouthful. It's, yeah, it's too much. It's too yeah. much. Uh, I'm just calling him family. But yeah, he's he's really in the baseball, so I'm going to definitely send him this yeah. podcast. I, I, feel I, like I will really say, like, I'm not a sports person. I know you're not either. No. I have a hard time watching football because it's just like, okay, we're going to tackle and we're going <laughs> to throw the ball. And, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, and then everyone <laughs> in the stands are like, yeah. And, I, and, and I'm very sure in gym, you and I, me and you both, maybe we're good at running, but like in gym, yeah. we probably we, we weren't like the best at I anything. like watching races. I like what, you know, yeah, yeah. when um like the Winter Olympics or the regular Olympics happen, races are awesome. Even mm-hmm. if it's just like downhill skiing and you're competing against times, I can get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's just this repetitive four hours of throwing a ball and trying to tackle people, I can't get yeah. into it. But yeah. I will say... That of all of the, you know, ball-related sports, I do like baseball the most. 
Okay. Um, you know, I'm more, and, I'm more into basketball. I, I, I really enjoy fair basketball. Fair enough. I can see that, too. I, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, a nostalgia thing. I can remember yeah, yeah, yeah. being a kid and my dad taking me to baseball games and stuff. So yeah. I, I think that's really the majority of where that comes from. Um, but, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, given to watch, like, a good movie or a baseball game, I'd watch the good movie every time. You know, you know what's something that's pretty crazy because we were we were talking about MMORPGs and um, yeah. now we're talking about sports. Um, th- it's crazy, and this is a fact. This is true. It, it it is it is a fact that games like League of Legends, uh, mm-hmm. CS:GO, um, you know Fortnite, even these games are you know called esports in this day and age, and mm-hmm. they actually attract more money and more viewers than major uh it, yeah like major league baseball or fucking the nfl i mean like it's insane it's this, dude it's this real turnover of technology that yeah i think the older generation can't necessarily appreciate um no they're like why would you want to watch you know a video Someone game play a you game, can watch yeah. like a sport but in my it's mind the same it's, thing it's the same fucking thing yeah it, it's you assign rules and you compete that it's right. it's the same thing yeah, um, exactly. It's just that the only difference is that these people don't need to be um, fit, you know? Like, no, they don't yeah. need to work out. And they, it's, not, just, it's, not, it's not about athleticism. It's it's about brains and, it, you know, Yeah, it's about strategy. Like, and so so is fucking sports. Like, you right. know, sports are about, you know, making a plan and committing to it and trying to win. Um, right. but, it's a strategy. But, yeah, it's a strategy game. Um, it's the same thing. I, I I don't personally watch esports. Um, right. But I can support it just as much as I can support sports. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, I get really into it, especially with the League of Legends, because I don't even play LOL like at all. I don't play right. Like, uh, no, I, I don't think I even ever a little bit. It. I don't really think I understand it. But like the, watching the these thing... watching these people play in teams is so entertaining. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The closest thing I've ever played the League of Legends is Smite. Have you ever played Smite? I, yeah, it's like the God one, right? It's kind of it, like it's, League of Legends. It's like League of Legends. For anyone who's not aware, League of Legends is is a team based game where you choose characters to play with. Like there's a whole roster of characters. You can choose one, right. and they all have different abilities, and they all work together in these kind of different ways. It's like <coughs> if you played an MMORPG. It's like you should have a healer on your team, you should have a tank on mm-hmm. your team, you should have a damage on your team. It's that. But yeah. Smite is more my forte because instead of these made up fantasy characters, it's like gods from all eras of mythology. It's like Zeus and shit, right? Zeus, Poseidon, That's you know. Awesome. They have Indian and Chinese gods and stuff like that. Wow. I'm gonna have to bit, get into this. It's it a bit good. repetitive, but it is free. Like it's totally okay. free. I've seen I've seen ads for it all over the fucking place. So. Y- you can spend money to um like buy different gods and stuff like that, but mm. there's a starting pack of basic gods and then if you play enough and you win enough, you can spend the points that you win to unlock gods. And it's like I only have a few favorite gods. I don't need all of them. Right. Okay. You know, so my, like my personal are, favorite. You're, you're like is, the kind of person that like, do you dedicate all your time to one character, and not really focus on any of the other characters? Well, I'll, like, I'll have like a couple, depending on like if my team needs a healer or if my team right. needs a damage person. My my personal favorite guy in Smite is um, I can't remember his name, but he's the Chinese monkey god, and he can like transform mm. into oh, oh Wukong Sun, I think is his name, but okay. he can transform into like he's kind of like Beast Boy. He can transform into oh, different cool. creatures. Um, and it's it's great because you could be fighting and then be like, oh, I'm low on health, and then you turn into a cheetah or an eagle and just like get the fuck out of there. 
That's fucking awesome. Get your health back. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Are, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of games I actually really need to play, and then yeah, I don't I don't have the time to. And I yeah, want video to games so have bad. kind of in a way fallen into my back burner while I have like more important responsibilities. Definitely, dude. That's I know, still love them adult. and I still respect them, but I just you know who has the yeah. time. I envy the people like Ninja, the people that play like video games for like a living. I envy them so much because like they're literally doing what they love to do for like a living. They're making millions of dollars off of it. It's insane. Yeah, I I don't mean to to be a little bit bitter. I don't really like Ninja. I I think that he yeah. has like a cockiness to him that. Yeah, um, I mean, I think like, like the fame definitely gave him a cockiness. Definitely, most definitely. And, and I definitely it's like agree you're, with that. you're you're playing fucking video games for. Preteens, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, someone like Markiplier is doing a similar thing, but he's very gracious and he hosts all of these fundraisers for yeah. like really great groups and stuff Char- like that. Charities, yeah. He, and no, you're right. And he's honest and straightforward. I, I, I would much rather support someone like that. Of course, than but no hate, like, no hate towards Ninja at all. I, I, I actually do like. I, I um, I, I love that and I respect him. I love the fact that he, you know, found a game that he's really good at, and you know, he's. He knows he's good at, and like I know that, that like he played with Drake once, and that is, blew him up like that crazy. Game but like Fortnite, I don't know much about. I I think I think he's just good at shooters in general. So whether yeah. it be PUBG or CS:GO or Fortnite, like he or Call of Duty, like he's just good at shooters. He I knows also have good. negative feelings about Fortnite. Um, okay, I mean me may, too, dude. I don't play it a lot at all. It, it may give yeah, it, that may give me some negative context towards you know our younger fans who really like Fortnite. But right. understand from my perspective, it's just a different game that was made like five years earlier called it's, PUBG. Yeah, it's, it's PUBG. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. literally a recreation of a game that already existed, and I have a hard time really supporting a carbon copy of something. Yeah, like, and it's not—it's not like PUBG can sue them, like, and and ruin them too. Right. Like, they make so much money, like that it doesn't fucking matter. That—that's like, like if Minecraft came out, and then like one of those clones of Minecraft, like Trove or something. Like if Trove became the number one game in America, it, right? It, it's dumb. It's it's dumb, and it's kind of wrong, and you know, yeah. Yeah. like that. No, that's I'm with a, you. That that support should go to the people who made the original fucking game. You know? Yeah, I, I'm into that. Um, most definitely. Yeah, I, that's that's my feelings about it, and I guess I don't have any like harshness against the creators or anything like that of Fortnite because they don't have control over the way the fans react. But yeah, I, no, they're they, I, they're making money; they don't give a shit. <laughs> I just don't like. I just don't like at my core that it's like it's the most popular game in the world, and it's yeah, it, a fucking, it truly is. It's yeah. not you know, it's a clone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it either, but you know, we we just sound like. Uh, Bitter old men. <laughs> bitter, bitter old men. Bitter old men. This is the bitter old men. I haven't podcast. said that in a while, have I? <laughs> no, I think since like the second, third episode. Yeah, dude. I tried to stop myself. But that's okay. We, we can be bitter. Um, yeah, that's all good. Are you ready to go into your topic? Yeah, dude. Um, okay, so, I mean, we were talking about uh, baseball, and, uh, and this is something that's just like completely off topic. Um, okay, that's but, fine. I mean, um, that's kind of the point of the podcast. But 1974. We were talking about that year. This is when uh, your story took place. Um, so m- m- I have three stories, and all the all these stories kind of tie in together, and they're not, they're not too long, but they all tie in together. Word. Uh, so okay, so reincarnation. What, what what do you feel about reincarnation? How do you mm, feel about it? Okay, so mm, I've okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've kind of made it a point to be like. 
I don't want to be too open about my politics on this podcast. I don't right. want to be too open with my religion on but this I, podcast. But I feel like it's okay. Like, I feel like in this instance, I think it's, you know, I, I, I don't know if I believe in, you know, God, or I, I do believe in a higher power, most definitely. Right. I believe that there's something out there that, you know, um, helped to shape the 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 universe in which we live today. Right. Um, but um, I, I, I do kind of believe in reincarnation, especially okay. with the stories I'm about to tell. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into my personal beliefs. Um, okay. But I will say, I guess if you had to put a defini- definition on it, I'm kind of agnostic. Um, okay, same. I think that I'm only human. There's really no way that me as a human can understand the complexity of the world we live in. Amen. And I'm I'm just really comfortable with that. I don't need yeah. to know. I, I'm open to, to a lot. Um, I definitely think that we don't understand everything. I definitely hold a lot of Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if I had to, like, pick and choose something, uh, not that I think is more um, believable than anything else, but more in the sense of, like, I think it would be nice reincarnation mm-hmm. would be nice the idea yeah, of like you know not getting right in one life and then being able to kind of repeat and try yeah. again like that's 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 just a it's a nice thought you know right and as as an agnostic like you um there's the uh the belief that like you know like i believe in a creator I believe that there's something out there that shaped the the universe in which we live in today right i i believe in aspects of buddhism i i uh, aspects of uh you know christianity uh, okay. There are certain aspects of different religions that I kind of put together. And I, I will in. say, I, I, I think we're on the same page, and maybe you can agree with this. I say, I guess I'm an agnostic because I don't really like to identify as an agnostic because I do have beliefs. It's not yeah. that I, I don't think, you know. Um, that's exactly what an agnostic is. You know well, that you, you believe in it, but like. It, there's, yeah, there's it's so- not quite that I'm like, anything could be possible. I do have like right. certain things that I believe if there's one thing that I hope ties into your story in some way that I find interesting and would be interesting for the podcast, right. it's that people are always saying, like, well, where's the proof of a miracle? If miracles happen, where's the proof? Mm-hmm. There is proof. Yeah, all over the uh, place. Well, I have one event in, in particular that even the okay. scientific community can agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Bang. Yeah, yeah. The, the Big Bang is something that even scientists say um, there was – you know, there's this thing about Christians where they say there was nothing, and then suddenly, within a week, there was everything. No, and, yeah. <laughs> and science, and well, and then scientists say there was nothing, not not even time, which is a hard thing for us to conceptualize as people. Right. Um, it's a hard thing to understand what nothingness truly is, where it's not that there's a blank slate and there's time passing; it's that there's nothing, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, out of that nothing. The Big Bang happened, and all of the matter that we've ever, ever, ever seen or experienced or observed just suddenly exploded into existence. And even though the scientific community can can all agree upon the fact that that happened, no one has an explanation. That's that's right. a fucking miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, and like the thing about it, like like you said, like I'm okay with not knowing about it because I know my brain isn't capable of understanding it. Yeah, like, I know I, I, I'm fully aware that I don't have the resources to judge anyone for their religion because, like, for yeah. all I know, anyone could be right. Exactly. Um, you know, so... so. I mean, this is why that this shit is so interesting to me. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love reincarnation. I, I um... I, I, yeah. Like I, I said, I, I think it's a really... Don't. Like I said, I think it's a really interesting 
um, concept. And I, I think yeah. maybe you'll be getting a, a bit into this, but there are interesting tales of like children who are born and have memories. Yeah, that's all my shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Exactly so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna talk more about that because I want you okay. to go into it. Um, yeah. So let's let's go to Great Britain, 1974. Um, this woman uh, named Diane, her grandmother. Nanny Wyatt died on the 4th of October, 1974. Mm. Um, she, uh, for many years, mourned her passing. And uh, she had a child on the 4th of May, 1975. This child started to, uh, she started to come to terms with her, her grandmother's death. And her child, Kelly, when she was two years old, was able to recall stories of her, of her mother's childhood. Um, that left her totally stunned. So one day, Diane's mother's sister, Pam, was visiting and picked up Kelly, placed her on her lap, and Kelly then said, do you remember when you used to sit on my lap like this, Diane? Oh. Yeah, and her auntie and her, they they both laughed, like, believing it was just, like, kind of like, this is childhood fantasy, you know? Um, But then the child continued saying, I used to comb your hair and... She described in detail the style that Pam had worn, um, her clothing and her hair, which is like a 1960s uh, hairstyle. Um, Kelly um, learned that the, uh, the Cleopatra, the two-year-old, um, they went on to describe the, the type of dress that she brought for Pam, bought for Pam, um, and it was uh, white with red dots, which again was true. So wow. this this little girl was like, yeah, I bought you a, a, a polka dotted dress. And like she actually her, her mother did buy her this. Like, think about that, Paul. Like, imagine your child uh, talking to you about something that, uh, you know, your dad bought you like when you were a kid and like you remembering it perfectly. And this child also remembering that perfectly. Wouldn't wow. there be something in you was like, yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, maybe this kid is, uh, you know, my dad or my mom or whatever. Like, yeah, maybe this is the, a thing. This this already is reminding me of other stories um, that I've read on the topic, and I'm yeah, literally, I'm I'm writing down reminders later in the podcast to talk about it because I don't I don't want to interrupt you. You know what right, I mean? Okay, okay, I, I got you. you. I want um, you to keep going, and then I want to, you know, uh, okay. add. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so. Um, the child began to uh, talk about the Victorian clothing uh, she had worn in the past, can, uh, can even you... though even though she had like never seen any pictures, like she had never seen anything. Wow. So whenever she spoke about uh, her great grandmother, it was always in the first person, which is weird for a child to speak about her grand great grandmother in the first person, as yeah, if she it, was there. It's it's almost like um, you know, it, kids say weird shit. Yeah. Kids say weird shit all the time, but once they have like a recollection, yeah, of something that you can't explain that you've never told them, you're gonna get um, interested. It's and like, there's what there's is this? the argument like you don't know who these people are, and maybe they did share these things with their kid and forgot about it. But like, there's so many instances of this sort of thing happening that mm-hmm. it becomes at least worth fucking talking about. Yeah, of course. Um, you know? That's why I'm so interested. I mean, she would even like. She would uh, say phrases that are just like not used anymore. So stuff from like you know the the the, the early sixties. That just stuff that was out of style. Interesting. Um, she she described in detail the house she used to live in, the types of furniture. Um, and Kelly's grandmother died. Uh, she comforted her mother, saying that she is happy and with her family, and she spoke with a maturity and a knowing for someone 
at that yeah, at that age for someone so young she 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 spoke like like an adult which is which is kind of you know strange it's like it's yeah. a maturity that a, a child should not have <clears throat> i also find um, it very interesting just from that context um you know if if this kind of story and things like it suggest the idea of reincarnation it would explain why there are child savants people who yeah. are 3 years old and they can play mozart yeah, yeah. Like, dude. it would explain why they, they just have that natural inclination of the ability to recall and have those skills. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and the daughter even started talking about uh, the plague of ladybirds. Um, and her, her mother's friend was shocked, asking, how did she know about the plague of ladybirds? Um, and then Kelly added that, you know, she could start, she described... Like exactly, you know what they what they wore as a teenager in the late 1950s. Uh, she started discussing the World War II. Like, how does a child know about World War II in, in this instance? Like, she's talking yeah. about that's she's the talked sort about of shit, bombs, like yeah, bombs being dropped you on Birmingham. Avoid talking to kids about until yeah. they're like teenagers. Like, but this little girl is talking about bombs being yeah, dropped on Birmingham. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. yeah. That's really it's ridiculous. And, and even uh, for like kids can't even remember what they had for breakfast. For them to be able to yeah. be like, oh well, there were bombs in Birmingham, and I had right. my friend uh, little Katia, and she like these are fucking insane details for you to be able to just spit out as a child. Right, and if I had a kid that was saying this shit to me, I would I would be you know buying books about reincarnation. I, yeah. I would start doing my research. Well, this um, straight up kind of like goes back into our our thought of just like we don't understand the world we live in, and no, and not at all. You just keep an open mind and listen to people. You know, mm-hmm, exactly. So uh, now I'm going to go into uh, the second story. Okay, um, which is about another child. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <clears throat> John McConnell uh, in the United States, he was a retired police officer who had been very close to his uh, family, and he frequently, like all the time, told his daughter, Doreen, no matter what happens, I will always take care of you. Mm. In 1992, he worked as a security guard, and one night after finishing his shift, he stopped by an electronics store and saw two men robbing it. So he pulled out his gun, one of the thieves behind the counter shot at John, and he was hit six times. The bullets sliced through his left lung, his heart, and a main artery, and he later died. Wow. Five years later, Doreen gave birth to her son, whom she called William. Uh, unfortunately, th- this is what really fucked with me. William mm. was born with serious heart and lung issues and had to undergo surgery. He was born with defects very similar to the fatal wounds suffered by his grandfather. Wow. Yeah. So I I don't mean to continuously interrupt you, but you're you're fine. This is so interesting to me. And and you're just reminding me of other things I've read about. There's a there's a theory that birthmarks are like um, like things that signify how you were injured or died in Mm -hmm. your past life. Like there's people who you know, have like really exact birthmarks on the back of their head, and they have a great grandmother who was like shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like weird stuff like that. It's just unexplainable, and it, like yeah. it, it makes sense, uh, especially with the family. Um, right. When William, you know, William grew um, around, two, I think he was two years old, um, and he he continued to have serious heart and lung issues. He underwent surgery. Um, 
and this this is what really this really you know kind of fucked with me a little bit uh-huh. so at one at one point william started to misbehave and his mother is like i'm going to i'm going to spank you if you don't if you don't stop misbehaving and then william replied mom when you were a little girl and i was your daddy you were naughty and i never hit you what <laughs> yeah dude Imagine your imagine Jesus. your fucking kid telling you that, and she's like, "Yeah, my 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 father my my father never hit me. Like that's that's very true." Um, and William again started to talk more about the life of his grandfather, and Doreen felt strangely comforted by the idea wow. that her father had returned to take care of her, just as he said he would. Um, William then started to talk about his death and his last life, and said that um, people were shooting during the incident which a mother is not going to talk to their child about oh your grandfather mm. was shot by a gun like you're not going to mm. tell your kid that uh and during the incident I, I, um uh he said to his mother when you were a little girl and i was your daddy what was my cat's name and she replied you mean maniac and he said no not that one i mean the white one and she said oh boston and his mother said he says, yeah, like Boston. And then William said, I used to call him Boss, right? And that was correct. The family had two cats named Maniac and Boston. And only her father called him Boss. Like, you're only giving, him. You're giving me fucking chills right now. Yeah, no, it's this is all fucking true. It's insane. And this is only the second story, and, dude. And like I said, I, I still stand by the belief that, like, if you read something online, you don't always know right. where this information is coming of. But... Th- th- it still gives is, you chills. Well, well, not only that, but this really is something that continuously, like, multiple people have these experiences. Oh, yeah, dude. This, it's you insane know, how many kids have talked about their past lives. Um, yeah. In quotes, past lives. Um, uh, he also uh, mentioned to his mom that he, uh, how he went to heaven and that he saw animals there and also talked to God. And he said, I told God that I was ready to come back. And I was born on a Tuesday. Doreen was amazed as she um, had yet to learn about the days of the week. Uh, Doreen started to notice other similarities um, with her father and William. So she um, she visited her, um, her, her mother, William's grandmother. Um, and William was drawn just to his grandfather's study room. Mm-hmm. So William... Like at this point, started to be you know to become obsessed with books and just would start spending hours in his grandfather's study just reading books, and this is a young kid. So, and mm-hmm. she, his mother even started to notice like he had some of the same like uh, some of the same uh, mannerisms as mm. as her as her as her father, which is kind of crazy because that kind of ties into the last story I told with um, with uh, Diane's. Uh, grandmother nanny wyatt like yeah she, she noticed that like the mannerisms were kind of the same uh like kind of the same person but just in a different body right um and uh he he talked multiple times about seeing the animals uh, the ones in heaven and he said that they didn't bite they didn't scratch and that he was very drawn to them and that when he grew up he wanted to take care of animals and the thing, the crazy thing is that her, 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 her grandfather, um, his grandfather, her father, talked about taking care of animals in his next life. Wow. Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. Um, it's like so, if there's if there's one similarity, maybe write it off. But when there's like this list of similarities, it just yeah. How do you exactly. explain that? Yeah. Um, you you don't. Um, 
uh, and and that's where I get into the next story. This one's yeah. this one's really crazy because, um, it's it's not like these two stories at all. The last one. Um, so, um, this is this has happened in Florida, um, with Kendra Carter. Mm. Um. When when Kendra was four years old, uh, her mother took her to her first swimming lesson. Uh, and when Kendra met a swimming instructor. She immediately, very young, jumped into the instructor's lap and started acting lovingly towards her. Kendra then developed a loving attachment to the swimming instructor named Ginger. The child then talked about Ginger all the time and then began saying that she'd been a baby in Ginger's tummy. So Kendra's mother eventually found out from Ginger that Ginger had had an abortion nine years ago. Whoa! Before Kendra was born, yeah, she, I I see where this is going. Like, yeah, yeah. And she was she was unmarried. She was sick with anorexia, um, and Kendra was usually withdrawn. So Kendra was like is known like to her mother as a very quiet kid, like not very talkative, very withdrawn. Um, but every time she saw Ginger, she was bubbly and happy. So they set a time. Um, her mother set aside like a, a, a time aside for them to be together. Um, because Kendra's wish to be with Ginger had become very intense. Mm. Um, and then the mother and Ginger kind of had a falling out for a while, um, and they didn't really talk about that much. I, I'm feeling like they had a falling out because of this whole situation. Maybe things got a little weird, and they just, you know, uh, couldn't deal with it correctly, especially because her mother was very Christian, and she had very right. Christian beliefs. And, right. the whole, you know, the whole idea of reincarnation just doesn't tie into the Christian beliefs at all whatsoever. Right, right. Um, sure. Um, so they had a falling out, um, and this is crazy because Kendra became depressed as a child, became depressed, um, wasn't able to eat, didn't, didn't eat a lot, didn't sleep a lot. Um, and then, you know, Kendra's mom is like, okay, I'm going to, you know, make sure these two have a you know relationship again. So, uh, they, they settled, they settled the argument and, uh, made sure that Kendra and Ginger had time together. Uh, and she quickly recovered. Um, so Kendra's mom decided to buy a book about reincarnation to find out more about her daughter's strange behavior. But she also felt guilty about buying the book because it went against all of her beliefs, you know, her uh-huh. being a conservative Christian. Um, she didn't accept the idea that reincarnation was like a natural process in life. Um, but it's strange, you know, that a child believed that she had once lived before even though it was like a very short time. Well, that's such you know? an abstract concept for a child to believe. Do, do you know at this point how old she is? I think she's I think she's four, four well, years cause here's, old. Because here's the thing. My girlfriend has a three-year-old. And for my yeah. three-year-old, you know, the, for him to be talking about these weird abstract things, it's just out of the realm of possibility. It, it, it's just kind of, this is the end of the story, really, but it, it's kind of just crazy to think about the fact that Kendra, this little girl, four years old, was so, she was so focused on the idea of reincarnation, like she mm-hmm. believed in it, even though that, she, and, and the the idea of it, you know, came to her from the fact that she believed that she lived in Ginger's tummy for like a matter of like nine months. Yeah. I don't know. This, this whole topic of reincarnation just fucks with me a little bit because yeah. um, I want to talk about a personal thing now because... Um, my little sister, Aliciana, 
she uh, is so smart for her age. It's kind of ridiculous how smart she is. She's she's, she's turning eight she's, soon. I was about to say, yeah, she's seven, right? Yeah, she's seven years old, yeah. almost eight, and um, she she so she knows so much. It's ridiculous, and some of the things she said, like she would talk about like Jesus when she was like two years old, and, like how Jesus was like prosecuted. Like she would talk about things like that happened in the Bible when she was like two, and was like, "How do you know this as a kid? Yeah, how do you right. fucking like? We didn't talk to right. you about this at all. How do you know?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what kind of got me interested in the whole idea of reincarnation itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, that, yeah, if, if this is towards the end of your story, I'll, I'll kind of open yeah, up about these, yeah. these, my thoughts. I, I think that it's incredibly interesting because my, I believe in science, you know, I'm a firm believer in reality and, and the scientific community. And I don't really appreciate people who say that the scientists and scientific progress are lying to us because it's right. just such a, it's such a strange thing to think that, um, scientists from America and Germany and England and Japan can all be lying to us and agree when we can't even fucking agree on politics. Like, yeah, you know, so from a scientific standpoint, um, consciousness, just the ability to look up at the sky and think about it and and to, you know, process what you're seeing and and to, you know, have these internal personalities and um that is something that is really hard to define and understand from a scientific standpoint and there's really no way to define it um so when you think about someone dying where does that energy go yeah where does that consciousness go what what happens to it because does it just become non-existent it's hard for me to believe that it becomes non-existent and yeah there's also records to show that like when you die you lose like five pounds why what is that yeah Mm -hmm. um your whole story was reminding me of this article that i read about a little boy uh who um just would always talk about this like town and his former friends and the fact that he was like an old man and Mm -hmm. he had you know best friend and 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 a lover and he literally named the town his parents took him to the town and he introduced his parents to different people around the town to the to the extent that everyone in the town that he introduced to like was convinced that this is Ed or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like like he he remembers stories that happened between the two of us and there's no fucking way this guy from goddamn and I don't remember the places but hypothetically like there's no way this kid from Texas who's 4 years old mm-hmm. has an understanding of my experience with John here in goddamn Africa, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's why I I truly believe that reincarnation is an aspect of life. Maybe not everyone's life, and maybe not every uh, soul's yeah, well, or being's Well, because life, but... the at, at least like the um, some religions think that reincarnation is something that you repeat your life until you get it right or accomplish right. what you were supposed to accomplish. So if if you had a fulfilling life and you did it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then you go on and do whatever else. But um, I, I do think that there's an argument to be said for the fact that there are more people on Earth now than there have ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, like, are, are new souls, like, are old souls being recycled and new souls pop up? Like, it, it's kind of a strange, um, you know, it, it doesn't 
completely add up, but I think it's a it's a wonderfully interesting concept, and I think it should really be explored. And I think that there's this um, motivation amongst the scientific community where if something seems abstract, they immediately write it off when right. you should really at least look into it. Yeah, like don't write it off so quickly. You know, Keep an open under- mind. Like yeah, we saying. don't understand everything. So. No, not at all. And it's ignorant to... Th- I mean, God damn it! It's ignorant. Yeah, it's ignorant to think that it's we do. ignorant. It's so ignorant. ignorant. It's so no. fucking ignorant to be like, <laughs> I know everything about the way this world and science works. But it's it's so true. Like you do have to be like you have to have an yeah, open man. mind, especially you, in the day and age we live in. Before we started recording, you mentioned that um, uh, you were a little bit worried about the fact that this story kind of connected with our. Um, horror themes throughout right. October. Yeah, I, I don't think it did at all. I, I think that this um, was a really interesting topic for you to bring yeah. up, and it, and it wasn't in any way morbid. It, it was just fucking and interesting. It's, this is like you. Know, <laughs> this is something like, and this is such a meme. Like, uh, like going to a party and like this is something that you want to like talk about randomly, like to somebody. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But like, this is something I can't talk about. You know, to people that I like, are, I'm friends with, or yeah, or my family. Like, I, I this wish, is something and, I can talk to about, like, to you about. You know, and, like, this, and this, like, this, this brings up. You know, we we in the very beginning, I was talking about like I think part of the thing that's special about America is that you can have different beliefs, and you can be a Republican or a Democrat, and I can have uh, an intelligent conversation with you about your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I wish more people felt that way. Yeah, I, I wish yeah, more dude. people didn't have to be right and could just hear other people's experiences. To agree to disagree. That's it. Exactly. Like, there's no reason for there to be hostility. It's just like, let's... The only way we can learn is by hearing other people's perspectives. Yeah, amen. I also feel that way about, um, you know, people only watch CNN or they only watch Fox News. But both of those platforms are biased in some way, shape, or form. And the only way you can make a clear picture is if you watch both. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, whether you agree mm-hmm. with it or disagree with it. There and there's no going to be aspects that you agree with on both, you know, both different. Um, exactly. Networks, and there's going to be aspects that you disagree with on both yeah, aspects. And exactly. it's just you're not going to hear all of the information unless you keep an open mind and you accept that other people there. There is no I'm right. You're wrong. It's that everyone has their own truth. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. God damn, man. We went Dude. from. We went from fucking baseball <laughs> ridiculous total to like change, this right? Deep fucking shit. But it's, like that's this, why that's why this podcast is so great. It's because yeah. we're not expecting it, and the audience isn't expecting it. It's just yeah. totally unexpected. It's so unexpected, yeah, dude. And and I was planning on saying this afterward, but like, um, uh, you know, you you've you've really in the past couple episodes gone from like bringing up a topic and then having us talk about it to like doing research yeah and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so fucking proud of you like that, <laughs> thanks man it, just like just like i you know i know both of us kind of have this like loner quality about us yeah, and yeah. and i know that it's not necessarily like easy for you to sit down and do all this research but like i'm literally excited every single time i hear a story yeah by you dude, at this point. Same, same with you dude um i i, I love that um Cause like when I was in public with public school or like college uh-huh. or whatever, like there wasn't there wasn't the uh, you know when I was assigned a, a topic in class, like I I didn't want to research it because it was it was assigned to me. But the fact right. that like but the fact that I get to go and research 
about something that's you know I like talking about that I'm passionate about. Yeah, man, it makes me super excited like, to I, I sit can't, down and do this. Yeah, I can't speak for anything but American school system, right. um, but I think the American school system really teaches you how to research and not necessarily yeah. what to research. And I think too much emphasis is put on what to research. Um, And I think that once you get out of school and you're able to process it, it becomes this really crucial skill to, you know, find what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. And, And I think that's one of the cool things about this podcast that I'm excited about and I hope that other people are excited about is that we're just like doing research on things that we find interesting. Yeah, exactly. You and, know, uh, pretty sure our viewers are finding it as just as interesting as we are. I mean, the the, the response has been great. And, oh, yeah. Um, Insane. Yeah. God, God damn, this got so fucking meaningful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love I mean, it. I just, I also, I also think it's crazy that both of our stories kind of begin with the year 1974. Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, who, who fucking knows? Maybe yeah, you man. and me, after being friends for such a long time, have this little fucking connection across the states, you know? <laughs> who knows, man? <laughs> who fucking knows? But I, I yeah. did, I did, I have thought a lot recently about the fact that, like, all of these stories that I keep focusing on are specifically from, like, between the 1950s and the 1980s. Like, yeah. for some reason, that's the most interesting time in American history. <laughs> so It's great. I, I just realized that we haven't really delved into foreign history. And I, I don't really want to make it a point to because I want right. to make sure that we're focusing on what we're interested in. But like, but it's also important to do that. I think we should do that. that that's an interesting reflection. Do you think that the reason that we're, we continuously focus on American history is because that is what is being forced upon us by like the internet? I, I don't and... know if it's being forced upon us. I, I just think it's something that's more accessible than maybe foreign history. You know, yeah. like I, I feel like we could find a lot of different things if we really delved into these. I agree. And goddamn people, hit me up on social media and let me know if you yes, know of any please. goddamn stories. Oh, from, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, like, your if you country, guys have topics, like, if you guys have anything you think would be interesting for me and Paul to talk about, please send it our way. The, the only thing that I can think of that I spoke about, like a foreign country, is when there was that serial killer in Austria that traveled to America and stayed in the Cecil Hotel. That's yeah. the only thing that I can think of that we've talked about that's, that's or the um, or the guy that was from Australia and then was like, y'all gonna become a pedophilic murderer. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, I definitely hope that no one feels like we're um, specifically doing American topics, like, because yeah. I know that our fan base definitely, you know, is stretched throughout different countries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, for some reason, for whatever reason, and think of it what you will, like, that's what I've stumbled upon. Right, same. I, and I, that's probably just because of, you know, we, we do live in America, and, like, the, the internet is very smart. And, like, you may be talking about, like, oh, like I love bananas. And then one day you'll go on YouTube, like, the, a day later, and you'll, like, get an ad for Chiquita Bananas. Like, it's, um, the internet Dude. is very smart. It's very smart. Fuck. Okay, so it's pretty much proven at this point that, and I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, because I know right. last episode I was, like, uh, no, two episodes ago I was like, put fucking tape over your goddamn no, yeah, and shit like that. But like, it's pretty much proven at this point that Siri and Google and Alexa are always listening to you. Yeah, dude, and that's scary and as fuck. There, there are people that have done experiments, like controlled experiments, where they, um, you know, this person lives in a household with their wife, and they don't have any pets, and they're like 
for an entire day, I'm just going to talk about dog toys. Mm-hmm. But not do anything on my phone, but I'm just going to openly, out loud, to my wife, to my friends, talk about do- dog toys. And they do that all day, and the next day they go online, and the only thing that is advertised to them on the sides mm-hmm. of Facebook, on the sides of Instagram, are dog toys. That's that's insanely and, creepy. And they don't have a dog. There'd never no. be a reason for them to go onto their phone and type in dog. Uh-huh. You know, or dog toys or dog merchandise. It's it's that things are fucking listening to you. Uh-huh. And don't trust Facebook. No. <laughs> it's like, do fuck not. Shit. Seriously. It's, My favorite. It's... Did you see that um that footage of when Mark Zuckerberg was in front of the Supreme Court? Oh yeah, himself. yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh my god, that was so awkward and so interesting. My favorite moment from the entire thing, because he he just doesn't get it. He doesn't get why people are offended by him, like selling or his company selling their personal information. Yeah. At some point, one of the representatives of the Supreme Court said to him, um, "Hey, Mark, uh, will you tell us what hotel you're staying at while you're here in D.C.?" And he said. <laughs> of course not. I, I would not be comfortable with sharing that to you. And he yeah. said, they said, well, how about um, who have you been hanging out with since you've been here? What what friends have you seen? And he said, I am not comfortable sharing that information yeah. with you. And the Supreme Court person said, I think that's what the problem is. You don't necessarily understand that these people posting their public information online don't want that fucking shared. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy, and there's it just is. this detachment am- amongst like the business community and your personal life. We actually have no idea how big those these corporations like uh, Google or Facebook or Amazon are. Like, it's they are the they are the the main controllers of society itself right now at this point in time, and it's it's ridiculously scary. True. What? You and me started talking about fucking ridiculous <laughs> baseball shit. <laughs> now we're talking now about we're this. talking about like existential crises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's happening? That's okay though. That's great. <laughs> God damn. I, I enjoy it. I just hope we don't sound like nuts. <laughs> no, but if we do sound like nuts, then that's even better. At least yeah. we're talking. You know, we're starting yeah. a fucking conversation, which is Hell what yeah. this world needs in order to make p- social progress. Yes. By the way, guys, if you want to be uh, included in the conversation, we are on Anchor uh, mainly. Please send us some voice messages. Yeah, we be great. Uh, Anchor is this excellent website that we've been using, or app, excuse me, app right. that we've been using where um, we upload the podcast through Anchor and then they publish it on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, You know, we're not necessarily being sponsored by Anchor, but like it's done such great things for us. Make sure you're showing your support. Please, yeah. Anchor's awesome. I love it. I, I, I love what they're doing. Absolutely. This is all free. Um, we get to do this for free for you guys. So it's it's really really excellent, and it's just given us a platform to do what we want to do and put it out to you guys. Like any anything that you like, any positive attitude that you have for us for doing this podcast, you should show the equal amount of attitude towards Anchor. Like they're exactly yeah, yeah. They're great. So thank you, Anchor, for doing what you're doing. Continue, thank you, Anchor. Pay, you. Us. pay us. <laughs> pay us. <laughs> no, yeah, pay us some shit. Please, please give us please, some money. we need it. <laughs> God damn it. Please. Yeah, I, I do, um, you know, I, I think at this point it's, it, it's so much fun to do this with you that, like, Same whether man. we're getting paid or not, I, I'm excited to do it I don't it care, week. yeah. 
Um, yeah. But like, it would be such a dream come true if this was like the only thing we had to focus on. Yeah, if this was what me and Paul could do all the time and do it for a living, then fuck yeah, I'd be yeah, so th- fucking happy. Thank you to your, for your support. I don't mean yeah. to be preachy, but like, you know, it would be great if you shared it with your friends that you think would be Please. interested in it. Yeah. Um, you know, show us your support on uh, whatever social media that you Instagram, are currently Twitter, on. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Snapchat. Um, I also do want to mention that um, uh, Drew and I had a horror movie that we just put out called More CL. Mm-hmm. It's it's on YouTube right now. M O R C I E L. Dude, uh, that shit's almost at a thousand views right now. It's pretty really? damn good. Yeah, I, almost I, there. I, literally, um, last night, me and Angela, my love, uh, watched it, and she had this reaction of just like. I need to talk to you before uh-huh. we go to bed because I need to know that's not you. Yeah, it's great. No, dude, we we did such a good job. Like, and I, I, think, I, I don't want to sound cocky saying that, but I think yeah. that you and I, during that filming, we got so into our characters. It yeah. was ridiculous. Well, I think that we broke boundaries in the sense that like that's not a movie you could show in theaters. That's not no. something you could publish through Amazon. We specifically made it to be like this dark web interesting thing. And yeah. to that extent, I, I really have this goal um, by next Halloween, by next, you know, Most Spectacular Friends, October-themed uh, stories. Mm-hmm. I, I would really love it. And again, I don't mean to sound preachy, but in my mind, it just seems like such a cool idea if people started stumbling upon, upon this movie and not know who Drew and I are. Yeah, exactly. Like, they it, just it's don't just have, this, they have like, no clue. What, what, what the fuck is What did this? I just is watch? This, is this real? Is this not yeah. real? You know? And, and so... That that's on you guys, and and if you don't want to if you don't want to publish it on on your you know Instagram or whatever like that, totally understand. I probably yeah. would do it, but but it it would just be such a cool thing to kind of start this little dark web project and support that creative community. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah, thank thanks guys, really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Without you guys, we would not be where we are right now. So, no, absolutely, and, and um, even even to the extent of like, we're not the most popular people on the internet right now. Right. But like, it just means so much that we can have fun doing this and pass it on to a group of people who are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, all right, guys. Okay. Um. Fuck you, Drew. Fuck you, Paul. Okay, fuck, fuck you, audience. audience. <laughs> <laughs> I love that outro so much. It's so Dude, good. it's so good. It's like we have this such we have this long extended intelligent conversation, and, and then we say like, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, see you guys. Yeah, bye bye. Enjoy.